welcome back everybody to the Christian Millennial Podcast episode 4 We put this one on a bit of a delay today Simply because we are doing a Christmas episode So uh, for Christmas I want to do um, Next week will be dark So we won't have anything like that uh, We won't have an episode coming out so, because of that, I decided I want to do a Christmas episode, release it on Saturday. That way, that will kind of be right in the middle, in between when episodes would normally come out. That way, you won't be without, and I won't have to stress about doing an episode during the holidays. Everyone wins. Uh, today episode, I'm excited about something I wanted to talk about, because uh, I thought it'd be fun. It's just more of a fun episode. I'm not going to cover anything super deep or anything like we normally cover on this podcast. That being said, it will definitely be uh, a Christian episode. Duh. <laughs> uh, so um, I hope you enjoy. Remember, if you have any topics that you want us to cover or any questions you want to ask, email us at christianmillennial.show at gmail.com, all lowercase. So getting right into this episode, let's not stop for a second. Let's keep going. Keep this holiday cheer. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, happy holidays to those of you who don't celebrate Christmas that might be listening to us. Uh, just so that we know um, that kind of uh, so you're not you're not um, forgotten in case you have something else that you would like uh, that you celebrate Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, any of the other traditions that are celebrated during this time of year. Today, we are talking about the sovereignty of God in the Christmas story. Uh, so we're talking about the the Christmas story. Pretty much everybody knows, right? Uh, the birth of Jesus. But moreover, we're going to be looking at the prophecy that was foretold about the Messiah and then how ba uh, the story of, be of baby Jesus being born fulfilled uh, some of those uh, prophecies about his his birth foretelling his birth so uh, without further ado we're going to get right in here uh, today i'm going off of a really uh, great pdf that i found on the um 440 or so uh prophecies concerning the birth of the messiah and also, um, I'm using the website BibleGateway.com to read those, bounce back and forth between those uh, scriptures easily because um, I have them all set up right here. Um, I just Googled prophecies about uh, Jesus Christ uh, fulfilled. This came up. It was like one of the first things, but um, for sure, um, look into it yourself because there are, I mean... We wouldn't be talking about this if it wasn't relevant and there wasn't something to be said about the sovereignty of God, right? Uh, for So just a baseline right quick. The sovereignty, sovereignty is um, as defined, sovereignty is, you can, you define sovereignty as supreme power or authority, right? So we believe that God has, is sovereign over all things, right? So he had the power and is the catalyst for these prophecies being fulfilled in the first place. So when we look at these, and there are about 44 prophecies of Jesus that were um, uh, both uh, 
fulfilled by his birth and through his life. And if I remember correctly from a Jewish friend of mine uh, talking, there are um, so about two thirds or about uh, half of the prophecies concerning the Messiah are fulfilled. The other are waiting to be fulfilled by the second coming. So there are several concerning around uh, the the birth and the lineage of Jesus Christ, uh, establishing him, first of all, as um, the Messiah needed to be from the line of David, a Messiah needed to be from the tribe of Judah, a descendant of Jesse, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, uh, that was some of the stuff needed and required by his birth and him to be considered uh, a messianic viewpoint, which obviously not uh, everyone agrees that Jesus is the Messiah. I mean, certainly the Jewish people don't, not all of them agree with that. Messianic Jews do just a little bit of backstory for you guys that might not be familiar with how all that is working out and, and um, what other people believe there. Uh, you know, they, they crucified Jesus. They didn't accept him as the Messiah, but there are scripture that is, uh, in the new Testament, uh, reveals that those prophecies have been fulfilled. We're probably going to look at about five or so. This is going to be, uh, a, 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 probably around 30 minute episode today. Uh, we're just, this is just for fun, right? This is for the Christmas season and just have it give you something, um, to listen to in between uh, regular episodes next week or not next week, next episode that we put, uh, I will be starting a new series on the, um, the armor of God. We'll be going through each one and taking a deep dive into um, the meaning behind them in scripture and looking at scripture that tells us why, because I, I believe that there's a very specific, um, message there about that co that correlates um the object of the armor and what it is uh representing such as the belt of truth the breastplate of righteousness stuff like that so uh we're going to be talking about that uh so be looking forward to that when we return from the christmas season um other than that i think that's about all that i want to say for this very long-winded intro um so uh, without further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, obviously, we know that um, it uh, that Jesus needed to be born of a virgin and needed to be born of a woman, and those are taken care of in uh, Isaiah seven fourteen, uh, which reads as follows. Uh, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And so, uh, that's the prophecy and it is fulfilled or written about, uh, once in Matthew 1, 22 and 23, which says all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Uh, and also, you can find that in Luke 1, 26 through 31, which reads, it's a long one. So the birth of Jesus foretold is the heading. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to put a virgin ple pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. Uh, there's a little... Stink Peak and another prophecy of him being in the heir to the throne of David. 
uh, the virgin's name was Mary, the angel was sent, went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary is greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. So right there we see uh, fulfillment of the virgin birth, right, which is a major point in uh, in the messianic figure, it must be fulfilled uh, because because the divinity of of the Messiah depends on that. I believe, All right? You can't really say he's the Son of God if he has uh, a physical father in 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 on Earth. Uh, because um, really, if you're talking about a physical father only and it was just a regular human's birth there's nothing that sets him apart from any other man born but a virgin birth uh is effectively uh, a miracle and divine in in nature so uh that establishes him as a divine and human being both because uh, we will leave 100% man 100% god so we have to give that as a basis. And the reason we're talking about the sovereignty in the Christmas story is because most of these things, if looked at from just a normal point of view, are either unimaginable, unbelievable. Most of these things are not, uh, do not make sense when looked at from an outside perspective. So when we look at these prophecies fulfilled and then we look at, oh, man, how in the world did that happen? Like our next one up being born in Bethlehem. Right. We've already established Mary and Joseph are from Nazareth, a small town in Galilee, effectively without the census, which was not planned, was was just kind of a, a, a thing that that coincided with his birth could have happened at any other time could have been before he was supposed to be born after he was supposed to be born but it happened to coincide directly when she was going to give birth that that could not be planned by man to fall like that there's no way a human could have planned a roman census on the exact moments when Jesus was supposed to be born that would require not only that, but would require Joseph to go to the place where he was born, Bethlehem and go back there and bring his, his newly wedded wife, which will get into him even marrying her when she was pregnant already. Right. First of all, believing second of all, receiving the word of the angel to him that it was okay to marry her and that he was supposed to, Right. Just that alone is sovereignty of God, the supreme power and authority of God to to reign on earth. And and I heard it put like this. God plays chess with people that have their own free will. Like people can choose however they want to do anything, but God still moves people in his will and, and can get things done that he needs done. That includes a a random uh, census landing on the on the in time with a birth, so um, the prophecy in question uh, concerning Bethlehem, Micah five two, 
and these are all in the new international version uh, just because I'm, I'm going through Bible Gateway and I didn't change the version, version that these are written in. These are just um, exactly how it pulls up. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrath, the effort oh, sorry that's a um, Jewish word uh, I don't know how to say that correctly sorry if I mispronounced that though you are small among the clans of Judah there we see another prophecy concerning that you need to be from Judah out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel whose origins are from of old from ancient times which I believe is talking not of a a a lineage that is man, but a lineage that is divine, uh, speaking to the God being Jesus being the son of God. So a lot of these are, I think are wrapped within each other. And this is, uh, fulfilled, uh, scripture, Matthew two, one after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. So they're fulfilling that he was from the tribe of Judah, which is, uh, where his father's lineage comes from where David is from. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. Just a quick little aside there. And also Luke 2, 4 through 6 says, So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth, Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David. Because he belonged to the house and the line of David, he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for a baby to be born. So impeccable timing. I don't think anyone could actually plan that, first of all. Um, even today, with as accurate as we can get to when the baby is supposed to be born, and even inducing labor, it would be astronomically hard to recreate that in such a way not discounting uh the pride or arrogance of man which i think is is what is how they'll get around that when the end time comes and we start seeing um stuff like the antichrist and stuff and uh, claiming to be the messiah obviously there will be fake uh, fake information out there that will that will lend to that being believable but at the at the present time that we're talking about back then to just have that just be a coincidence is um i would gander uh, statistically an anomaly in and of itself right it's hard to believe that someone could fake that um and plus we're going off of faith anyway so hard to believe or not if we believe that scripture is true and inerrant then right there we're seeing the fulfillment of these Old Testament scriptures prophesying of the Messiah. And we're seeing them fulfilled in, uh, in the, the birth of Jesus. Uh, we also see that um, there is uh, uh, several incidences of him being called Emmanuel or God with us, which is a, a very prominent name designated to the Messiah because that's what the Messiah was meant to be in Matthew 1 23 the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us we see that fulfilled in scripture and and not only with uh, and that was Joseph who is already you know a hundred percent going to marry uh 
Mary Mary, and she says that she's pregnant. By all means, uh, he he was going to uh, let her out of the marriage quietly to defend her honor, but had every legal right to stop that marriage. Yet he decides to listen to the angel and go ahead and marry her. Uh, there is a, I, I would chalk that up to divine sovereignty working once again. All of these things, right? If one of these things happened, we could chalk it up to coincidence. Very easily, one of these things happening, super statistically maybe not probable, but possible. But to have so different, so many different prophecies foretold about a Messiah figure and then the fact that Jesus's birth uh, fulfills those and then to go on even more so in his regular life and fulfill even more of those is not only statistically improbable, but is nearly statistically impossible. For those of you who like me also wrestle with intellect as well as faith, right? That we need to have a balance of both. I mean, the, the the sheer fact that this even happened is amazing. It's a miracle. Uh, it's unbelievable, but awesome that it happened, right? There is so much that could have gone differently or not happened at all. Uh, the, the Romans uh, planning the census like a month earlier, a month later, would have missed the mark completely. And not only that, but to be uh, uh, be from Nazareth, a girl from Nazareth, and also end up born of in Bethlehem is is crazy. Let's just let's just for the sake of argument, uh, ignore the fact that a virgin birth is a miracle all of its own. Just the fact that. A man from the line of David from Bethlehem, because they were called to where their family was from in Judea, married a, a in was just happened to be in Nazareth and then married a girl and then just coincidentally had to go back to Bethlehem and then also have a son at the same time is is just hard to wrap your head around as anything other than divine and inspired and sovereignty at work there. Uh, the whole thing from top to bottom is a crazy series of coincidence at, at worst and a awesome miracle at best, right? Uh, just a, a no one don't believe in coincidence because more than likely coincidence doesn't exist. I don't believe that coincidences happen, right? There's a reason for everything. And God doesn't just sit on his throne and let things happen, Right. He doesn't just sit on his throne and ignore the earth and just let it keep spinning. He still is in charge. He still is on the throne. Let's not forget who we're talking about. We're not talking about a random deity. We're not talking about Zeus or Hercules or any of those other uh, religion deities that are Baal, right? That, that can't even answer uh, the challenge of setting a bull on fire. There's a little reference to my Old Testament people that love that story. I love that story. 
we're not talking about um, those kind of gods. We're talking about the supreme king of king, lord of lords, the one that's on the throne that created the universe. We're talking about the one responsible for everything that we see. And we're going to just chalk everything all like this up to coincidence. That seems a little far-fetched to me. I am all for using logic. And to me, the most logical explanation would be that there is a God who is sovereign over the earth and is planning these things. I mean, come on, let's, let's get real. Let's be honest with ourselves. There's no way we could do that ourselves. So if we can't make that happen, then it has to be something bigger than us, right? It has to be something that we are not giving credit to, right? It's kind of like the same thing as when you're talking about creation or intelligent design, right? I could give you a rose and tell you to create it, but you can't. You can't make a rose out of scratch. You can't make a rose materialize. But the, the process that a rose has, the structure of its atoms is complex and infinitely complex, which speaks to there had to be some sort of intelligence designing this. There are so many things like that. So why do we stop when it comes to these things like these scriptures being fulfilled, these prophecies being fulfilled by a Messiah, right? I mean... This is the reason that we even celebrate Christmas in the first place. And I know there's a lot of things going around now about, hey, you guys just stole Yule, uh, the Yule tradition from us. And, and, oh, man, he wasn't even born in March. Let's forget all of that. Forget it. Because in, in the end, uh, if you look at the history of Christmas, the reason that we put Christmas on December is because there was already a major Jew, uh, Roman holiday there. And so we were, for sake of ease for this new religion, incorporating into this already established culture, it made sense to put it in December. It made sense to put it alongside a uh, celebration that was already planned to take place. Because let's, let's be real, it doesn't matter when he was born, it matters that he was born. Let's not um, stoop to just... Um, meaningless arguments about the holidays which is why i say happy holidays at the beginning of this episode right i celebrate christmas somebody might celebrate hanukkah somebody might celebrate kwanzaa if you celebrate the yule tradition uh that's fine this podcast is not i say it at the beginning of most of the episodes this podcast is not just for already saved christians this podcast for everybody if you're curious about the Bible, or you're curious about Christianity and you're a millennial and you want to learn how to navigate that, or you just want to learn more about some basic Christianity stuff, come in, sit down, listen, let's have a discussion. That's, that's the goal for this, right? For people who are already saved and, and want guidance on how to live a, a Christian life in this day and age. And then people, I hope that people who don't necessarily agree with me also sit in and listen because that's, just the heart of it, right, is we talked about this in pretty much every episode at this point that God wants everyone to be saved. So let's not waste our, our breath arguing about the validity of Christmas in December on December 25th every year. It doesn't because it really doesn't matter when he was born. It matters that he was born. It matters that he ended up fulfilling all of these and so if you're talking about a Messiah, yes, I believe that these point directly to Jesus being the Messiah. These are 
um, things that happen that are, first of all, backed up in, uh, foretold in Old Testament scripture, thousands of years before Jesus was even born and written long before Jesus was born, written before all of that, written during the time of Isaiah and all these things, right? Before there was even Jesus or his lineage on earth. And then to have those justified and fulfilled and before our very eyes by this series of random coincidences or what would appear to be a random coincidence is astounding. It is a miracle. And thank God we did because it ultimately led to our salvation, to our, our, our own path to be forgiven for the sins of the world and our sins and be able to live with him forever. So I, I love Christmas. It's obviously one of my favorite time of year. Um, it's just, it's good to reflect back on the fact that he was born. Uh, we spend a lot of time talking about his death, but let's also just remember the awesomeness of his birth and the fact that, uh, it, it not just filled fulfilled some of these prophecies, 44 prophecies, and all of them are fulfilled by things that Jesus did. And the sheer amount of, of work that it would take to fulfill just a handful of these is um, astounding. I don't really know if anyone would, there would be so much planning to have to go into that because some of these needed to be fulfilled before he was even born. And and near impossible to fake. You could probably fake it today. But even then, we're living in a, technolo a technological age of the internet. It would take a lot of resources to fake stuff like this today. It would take a lot of resources like that to fake something like that because there, there are other people. I mean, Jesus was from Nazareth. He, he grew up there. That's, that's, we know where Nazareth is. We know that Bethlehem existed. We can, these are things that, that are real places. It would be very, very hard to fake a virgin birth. It would be very hard to then plan that birth in, in and move to Bethlehem. When we're talking about a, a, a carpenter whose life was in Nazareth, there would be no reason to take a pregnant lady to Bethlehem other than the fact that he had to, by law, go get that census done. Right. As order of the Roman government, we're not talking about a Jewish uh, census. We're talking about a Roman issued census that was issued by a the government body overseeing Jerusalem at that time. So even then, we know that the Jew, the, the Romans wouldn't care one way or another about a messianic birth. In fact, if they had caught wind it's surprising they didn't. They they probably would have helped Herod try to catch him, because all throughout the time of of Jesus's life, uh, and especially after he died, they were fighting against uh, the Jewish people rebelling. They were trying to keep him calm. The if the word of a Messiah had reached their ears, oh, I believe that the Romans would have would have tried to stop it because threatens their power that threatens their power their their hold on the region because the messiah was foretold to the jewish people they're they are constantly looking for a messiah I, they're constantly looking for a messiah today 
let alone back then when they were wanting one. So I, I think that just just those two, if we just took those two in, in tandem with each other, the, the amount that would have to go into faking and planning that would be crazy. And not only that, but let's look at um, the fact that there was a messenger that was uh, foretold to go in front before the the Messiah, right? Which we see is fulfilled in his cousin, John the Baptist. Just the fact that that she went to go to Elizabeth to tell her about her pregnancy, and Elizabeth is like, "I'm pregnant." Oh wow, that's that's an, that's insane. She went. She just went to go talk to her cousin Elizabeth about this crazy thing that the angel told her, and then Elizabeth is like, "Hey, I'm pregnant," and then he ends up John the Baptist. Who is the messenger before the Messiah and even then gets to baptize the Messiah and and say, this is the one that is foretold to come after me. Right. It's like that's insane. It's insane that that would even happen. Okay, And just to put that in perspective, right, we're talking about a a very harsh time. Right. Let alone the fact that John the Baptist survived. Awesome. But then that he listens to the word of God and goes out and starts baptizing people and, and preparing the way for Jesus's arrival. I mean that that, you can't plan that. There's no way. There's no way. How would they have coerced that together? It's just, it's, it's, it's amazing to think about how God, right? The point of all this being, it's amazing to think about how God is in control, even when things don't seem like he might be in control of. It doesn't look like, it doesn't look on paper, it doesn't look like this should have ever happened. If you really look at it, it there's too many variables. There's too many things that could have gone wrong. There's too many things that could not have happened. There's so many things that could have been different, but everything aligned exactly how it needed to be and then aligned into scripture. And that, that my friends is why we're talking about the sovereignty of God in the Christmas story, because looking at it through the lens of God being in control, you start to see that, oh, wow, it's, it's very miraculous that these First of all, to fulfill a prophecy is crazy, but to fulfill all of these prophecies is astounding. And so I hope, I hope, I hope that this Christmas, when you're thinking about the birth of Jesus, or when you're thinking about all these things, that you just, I hope that God reveals the um, um, immaculate, amazing work that he did just to get him a Jesus born on the earth let alone all the other ones that got fulfilled afterwards. I hope that it, that you just like, boom, because it makes me excited. It makes me excited to know that I serve a God that can do what can make things happen that he needs to happen. And will when he says, when he gives a prophecy and he says he'll fulfill it, he will. And he'll make sure it happens even beyond all the other players on the field, all the other entities doing their own thing with their own free will. God is like, This is how it's going to happen. Here it is. There it is. Boom. It's happened. Amazing. Like glory to God all the way. And uh, that's about it. That's all I have. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Christian Millennial Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Matthews. I don't think I introduced myself at the beginning, but this has been the Christmas special. 
oh, I love Christmas. I, I'm so happy to be doing this episode. I'm happy to be doing this show for you guys. If you have anything that you want to talk about, any topics, any questions, please email us at christianmillennial.show at gmail.com, all lowercase, uh, no spaces. Uh, we, I want to hear from you guys. If you have something, if you have more things that you want to share, please email us there. I will do my best to, to read them and make an episode out of, or address them on a show when we get them. Uh, other than that, I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season. I will see you back here probably after the new year. It'll be in the year 2022. Uh, so I'm super excited to, to continue this podcast and, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays for those of you who might not celebrate Christmas. Uh, remember, I love you. God loves you. God bless.